the peace dividend in Ethiopia and the opportunities it presents for the economy. We also look at the unemployment numbers in Morocco. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business. In Africa, I am Ruth Adong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The K Financial, and you can find me at Ruth Adong. Your main story is brought to you by INM Bank PLC. INM Bank Rwanda, we are on your side. The parties in the conflict in Ethiopia's northern region of Tigray have agreed to permanent cessation of hostilities. The cessation of hostilities now provides more opportunities to focus on the economy. In today's episode, we host Zemedene Negatu, Global Chairman, Fairfax Africa Fund, who highlights the importance of the peace dividend and its impact on GDP growth, FDI, and also the IMF and World Bank financing for Ethiopia. Our team is estimating or forecasting that the Ethiopian economy, its GDP, could very likely would grow by 10% plus in 23 and all the way into 2024. And then the reasons are, you know, multiple, but I'll focus on the key ones. One is the growth, actually, the Ethiopian economies, the fundamentals of what drives Ethiopian economy, Ethiopia's economy are still very attractive, meaning the, uh, the huge population of 123 million, which is the second largest in Africa, and within it, uh, there's about 45 million young uh, workforce that is ready to be deployed into agriculture, manufacturing, the services industry, all the sectors that need labor-intensive uh, workforce. So that actually helps contribute to the growth that we're forecasting. The investments, the very significant investments that has been made in the past will continue to be made in the future in infrastructure. That's a very significant contributor. Third, manufacturing. Ethiopia is migrating towards a manufacturing-based economy today, and I'll come to this in a little later, but today it's an agrarian economy. But the goal is to find the right balance between an agriculture-led economy and a manufacturer value-added economy. And we see that happening fairly rapidly, the migration, because it started a few years ago, but we think it will accelerate the next few years. So you see very large industrial parks being built across the country. I mean, really big ones, some as big as 1.2, 1.3 million square meters that produce clothing, shoes, electronics, all those. So the migration to the, the manufacturing sector will help propel Ethiopia's GDP growth. Fourth, agriculture. I know Agriculture has been talked about in, in Africa infinitely, but hopefully Ethiopia, I believe, can show the way to the rest of Africa that is actually doable to be not only be self-sufficient in food, but also to be an exporter. I mean, we recently saw very big initiatives by the Ethiopian government of mechanized farming, what used to be, you know, primitive farming a single farmer with ox now being transformed to massive mechanized farms. So again, agriculture, which today accounts for about 60% plus of the GDP, will continue to be the anchor or one of the anchors of the economy, but we believe it will be on an accelerated basis. So not only would it be able to feed Ethiopians, the 123 million Ethiopians, 
but also could be a very significant contributor uh, to the export sector of the Ethiopian economy. Uh, just to give you an example, I mean, until I think last year or the year before, until last year, Ethiopia was a, an importer of wheat. The, the goal is next year, it already has been in, in discussions with Kenya and Djibouti and other countries to be actually a net exporter of wheat. So the agriculture sector, I think, would be a very significant contributor to the growth of the Ethiopian economy. And then, you know, the, the, the natural resource base. But overlay all this and look at the economy the last couple of years, which was under tremendous pressure. It was trying to come out of covid and then the conflict in the northern part of Ethiopia, and then U.S. sanctions, European sanctions, cut off of financing of, uh, from the World Bank and IMF. And interestingly, the economy actually grew by 5%. So imagine when this, with this new peace treaty, stability coming back to Ethiopia is not a great leap of faith for, to forecast 10% plus GDP growth. In fact, even in the last eight months with the Russia-Ukraine war, uh, when oil prices went off the roof, over the top, uh, you know, fertilizer, all the stuff that Ethiopia imports had become double, triple, quadruple expensive, and it's still the economy grew by 5%. So our forecast assumes that if it can achieve those kinds of growth under these tremendous pressures that the economy was facing, we believe 10% plus is achievable, actually on a sustainable basis beyond 23 and 24. And uh, just to give you a little perspective, in, in the 2000s, in the early 2000s to the late 2010, to a couple of three years ago, actually the economy was grown by almost double digits. So it's, it's, I think it's achievable for the Ethiopian economy to continue to grow by those kinds of numbers. Okay, so the peace dividend, I guess I'll call it, uh, will have a very significant positive impact on the Ethiopian economy and the regional economy, because Ethiopia is the third largest economy in sub-Saharan Africa after Nigeria and South Africa. So it will have a, a positive spillover effect on the region, on the Horn of Africa and the broader East Africa. And I think that's our forecast, that are our expectations. That was Zimedene Nikatsu, Global Chairman, Fairfax Africa Fund. A quick review of the other stories making it into the podcast. The unemployment rate in Morocco fell slightly to 11.4% in the third quarter of 2022 from 11.8% in the same period a year earlier as the number of unemployed went down by 70,000 to 1.37 million. Among sectors, jobs were shed in agriculture, forestry and fisheries, uh, construction sector, while employment increased in services and industry. The youth unemployment rate edged up to 31.7% from 31.0% a year earlier. The Stanbic Bank Kenya PMI fell to 50.2% in October of 2022 from a seven-month high of 51.7 in September when renewed growth was indicated due to the end of the national election period. A soft expansion in new orders caused a renewed drop in output, although only modestly. In the meantime, employment continued to rise amid increased backlogs. On the price front, inflationary pressures remained severe as firms highlighted a record increase in purchasing costs from the previous month driven by rising fuel costs, a weaker currency 
and material shortages. Output charges were raised at the quickest rate since June in a bid to protect profit margins. Looking forward, output expectations were up to their strongest for 15 months in October as companies were more confident of rising client numbers and business expansion plans. The Central Bank of Mauritius unanimously decided to raise its key repo rate by 100 basis points to 4% during a special meeting held in November. It marks the fourth rate hike so far this year, bringing borrowing costs to the highest since August of 2017 to contain persistent inflationary pressures. The aim is also to close interest rate differentials while further containing excess volatility in the FX market. The bank said it decided to speed up the normalization process in view of the proven economic recovery, allowing greater room to maneuver and with the objective of maintaining inflation below double-digit figures at around 9.5% for 2022 and in the range of 5.6% for 2023. The annual inflation rate in Mauritius climbed for the third straight month to a near six-year high of 11.9% in September. Meanwhile, economic growth is projected to remain strong at above 7% for 2022 and 5% for 2023. S&P Global Ghana PMI fell farther to 44 in October of 2022 from 45.6 in September, pointing to the ninth consecutive month of contraction in the country's private sector and to the greatest extent since April of 2020. Faster declines were recorded for output, new orders, input inventories and employment as the impact of the recent currency weakness on prices weighed on client demand. On the price front, the rate of overall input price inflation remained substantial despite slowing to a three-month low, while output charges rose to a near-record rate. Looking ahead, business sentiment fell to the lowest for the two and a half years amid concerns of a currency weakness and the global economy. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. If you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit our website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial. And you can find me at Prithodong.